Artists, animators, musicians, creators. All final space, all the time. Bringing you exclusive fan experiences and cast and crew interviews, this is Into Final Space, hosted by Gabe Jones. Good day and welcome back to another episode of your favorite Final Space podcast. I hope you are enjoying Into Final Space Volume 2 with last week's live recorded fan episode and our previous crew interview with the folks over at Jamfield Studios. This week we're welcoming the last of the Final Space music team to the show. If you haven't had a chance to listen to it, go back to Volume 1 where we welcome Shelby Mary and Jake Sidwell to the show. So go check that out definitely. But today we have Andrew Goodwin who is the last of our three co-composers on the show and joining him is david johnson who has done many of your favorite songs from final space season two so let's dive right into it all right andrew and david are joining me via skype today uh how are you guys doing good doing good man yeah awesome so glad to hear it um so yeah we're gonna just dive straight into some questions for you guys here today um so if you're good let's get into it all right all right uh can we just start with a, a, a little bit of what each of you do specifically on Final Space? Well, yeah, I'll start because I do the, the least, I guess, in terms of work volume. I, I'm a vocalist and a lyricist. Basically, they may have done a couple of licensed songs on the show, but if you hear a vocal in the music, it's not Shelby Mary, who's <laughs> awesome and I love her voice, and it's probably me. So that's that's what I do. Everything else on our end is uh, is this guy. So take it away, man. Yeah, uh, my name is Andrew Goodwin, and I um, was a co-composer on season two. Um, we also did, we got the chance to do two songs on season one, um, so that's kind of how we um, got into it, but they uh, they constantly want weird songs like Tight Pants or, <laughs> or, or, or Can You Cover Footloose, you know, so that's, that's where yeah. we kind of come in with all that. Did um, I say my name, by the way? I don't even know if I did. I'm David Johnson. I can't even remember. So, <laughs> you <don't. laughs> I'm Andrew's the everything else you can imagine. Awesome, yeah. Um, so, yeah, how, what was that journey of uh, you two coming on to Final Space? That's kind of a, a really long story. We have worked with Olin, actually, almost like a decade now. Um, he didn't... So, we started out, Andrew and I were in a band, and we, we still call it by the same name. It's Awake Awake. Um, we're a duo now, but we started out as a five-piece rock band, like back in 2007. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so we've been at it for a while and it's a long random story that if we have time, we can get into, but if not, it's fine. Uh, we, Olin did a music video for us. Olin Rogers did a music video for us like back in 2011, I want to say. Yeah. And, um, uh, after that, after getting connected, he started doing, you know, he was doing the sketches he was doing the stories, but then he started doing stuff with a higher production value, like uh, New Prime and Pop Rocket and all, a lot of different things. And Andrew got connected and started doing score work. And then eventually it evolved to where he wanted songs with vocals in them, too. So we did some stuff on the Lion's Blaze, both the live action one, the Lion's Blaze 3 we started doing music for. And then when he did um, the Lion's Blaze uh, animated. animated. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we did like a whole uh ep that you know was probably a little unnecessary but basically inspired <laughs> by lion's blaze and after doing that obviously he pitched final space and then he pitched the lion's blaze and when final space got picked up um shelby and jake came on as the main com- composers for the first season but we like half halfway through the season they contacted us about doing a couple of different songs that would have vocals in them on that and 
I don't know if you did any other composing stuff on season one. No, that was it. Yeah, okay, that was, that just yeah. those just those couple of songs. But then um, you can explain more about you picking up on season two and all that. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Season two, um, I, I guess I'd start. Yeah, I'd I'd been asked a little bit earlier to do some songs on it. Um, I get I guess kind of in a similar fashion as season one. Um, and, you know, very unfortunately, Jake wasn't able to do season two. Um, and, uh, so that, that's when I kind of got in to do more of the work. Um, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's, I, he's pretty yeah. much explained it. it was kind of a long road, like band, we worked, we'd done several projects over the years. Um, you know, we just always loved working with them and we had a great time and we always kind of share the same passion of just trying to make something really cool or funny or whatever it may be um and now it's kind of ended up you know um with getting the opportunity to do a you know show on tv which is huge so i'll add this too i remember that first music video we did with olin and you know i wasn't that familiar with the world of world of youtube at that point but um I could tell there was something different about him than your average YouTube comedian. Like he wanted to yeah. be a director. Yeah. You could see like he really cared about the craft of what he was doing. So, I mean, it's amazing to see where he's come from there. But at the same time, like you could see something even then that was like, dude, this dude is on another level. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I anyway. completely agree. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So, how is Frontal Space different from you know other projects that you worked on? Um, some other the stuff that you've done. Um, if you want to just talk a little bit about that. Sure. I think. I mean, one of the big things is that the, the amount of time that I had to do it. <laughs> a lot of other a lot of other projects were you know twenty minutes long or ten minutes long, and that, but that was it. And this was like thirteen episodes that were a little bit over 20 minutes long, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's like, uh, you know, it, it was just the amount of time. So it was like doing, trying to do what I would normally do, but in way, in like way less than half the time, um, which, which I think, um, you know, I've done probably like four or five, like there's like 48 hour, 54 hour film festivals, like over the years with different friends. And it was kind of like a lot like that. You, you have, such a short amount of time you just have to go on your experience and kind of your instinct um to make sure that you can get you know the best thing you can during the time that you have um that was yeah that that, that was a big thing um for me but that's that's part of the i guess it's part of the job real, realistically it's, just, it's the real world things have to get done so they can be um given to other people who have other jobs to do um yeah, no, we, I, uh, I recently had a, a live episode with Shelby, and uh, yeah, she was talking about one of the craziest things. It's just trying to knock out 10 songs in a week. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. All of it. You know, it, it's Thursday, and you've got till Sunday, you've got eight, eight cues to do. Yeah. You know, how do right. you go into that and be kind of clear-headed and not freak out and just sit down and focus and say, I'm going to do this cue okay, cool, that's great, I'm going to move to this queue, and, like, keep your head cool in that, um, you know, if you, if you sit down and you do the work, like, I kind of realized after a while, like, I'm going to get stuff, you know, it may not be exactly what's needed for the scene, but it's going to be, um, 
good enough for that point to get some notes and then move from that point. Um, so I guess it was a lot of mental game, like trying to um, really balance um, keeping my head clear um, so that I could do the best work I could um, realistically. So. Yeah, and I'll add in too, like from the songs that I contributed to, or the pieces that I contributed to with vocals or lyrics on them. Uh, so we started out as like an alternative kind of cinematic rock band that wanted to be YouTube, <laughs> basically. Um, and so like with with both the Lions Blaze that we've worked on in Final Space, the little, even just little cues that we've done, it's basically like we've had to cover so many genres of music. It's just kind of ridiculous, like 70s, 80s dance stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. whatever random thing they need for a scene. They're like, it'd be cool if we had like a pop song in here and, and whatever random genre we've pretty much tapped into everything at this point I don't, except hip-hop we haven't done hip-hop. yeah yeah but that'll come i'm yeah. sure <laughs> i'm sure um yeah that's, that's, that's one thing that's probably yeah. another thing is that you know as a lot of other projects they're very specific in whatever random genre or type they are but final space was literally just like everything i've done every weird style of music i've done was used in final space <laughs> i felt like or or skills from those yeah, areas right. um whatever they may be um it all came together in final space it was kind of like wow i'm so glad i did that song or i learned how to do you know this asian music or whatever it was you know like like it all kind of made sense it's like that's why i needed to do that <laughs> yeah and uh talking to shelby i know she, she she always mentions that uh not many people know it, but olin's this kind of crazy music file who has all these weird different tastes and different types of music and all of that kind of works its way into his projects. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So what, so what was it like to, uh, I know Jake wasn't particularly on this season as much, but, uh, I know he did some, some help throughout, um, it was like working with him and, and Shelby this season. Yeah, it was great. Um, Jake, um, was actually commenting on a lot of the work, up front so it was like we would write the songs um or the cues or whatever and send them to him and he would listen and give notes kind of before um some of the other bigger people gave notes <laughs> so but it, it was amazing up front to have him and shelby you know going into this because if i had just done this alone this being kind of like my first tv gig like that would have been just so scary but it was really great to have somebody who's um you know, been there before and be like, hey, it's cool. Like, this is how it goes. You know, it's just, it, it was comforting because it was kind of stressful up front. Um, you know, I want to do a great job, but I didn't have a lot of time, like kind of explained um, and learning how to navigate all that. And, you know, just having people, um, you know, comment on your work so it can be better or better focused. Um, there's things that you totally would have done if you'd seen it, but you just don't see it, you know, but that's what somebody else would kind of comment in. Um, it's a lot, it reminded me a lot of, um, you know, being in a band, which I, I've been forever <laughs> basically <laughs> working with a, writing something and having other people come in and having, uh, you know, it's great when, when you're just like, man, I just don't really know what to do here. Um, and have some, and be like, and realize that like, I'll just ask David or, you know, right. whoever I'll just ask Jake, you know, and then you'd be like, yeah, you should do this. Or actually what you got is fine. You know, like a lot of the times you you overthink it. It's very common to um, and having sometimes just having somebody go like, yeah, like I, actually that's really good. Just maybe change this a little bit here. Um, so it was. Yeah, I, I love the team thing. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. big on that. Like I, uh, I, I know a lot of um, 
a lot of bigger composers, you know, it might say that it's one person on the credit, but when in fact they have an entire team behind them every time of, of interns or friends that are giving feedback um, or sometimes just mental support, you know, yeah. um, it's, it's a lot to navigate this. And I don't think anybody truly does it alone um, or, or does it alone that's um, enjoying it, I guess, you know, so. Yeah, I know talking to Shelby, Shelby's always saying that uh, work never is really delegated. It's more of a, you guys are constantly on the phone throughout the day just talking through a piece or uh, figuring out what you're going to do for this next queue. Um, definitely a lot of teamwork going on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm glad for the little bit, too. It's almost like I get to wear like a producer hat occasionally when Andrew will send me something. And I'll, you know, I'm not really involved on that piece or whatever, but I get to chime in or whatever. There was that one day where I did get to, like, I added just some, like, vocal hissing sounds. Just just something to kind of give it, like, an edge that you were missing. Or And then I did, I was the one that suggested you sampled a toilet for a particular. <laughs> I've heard about that. Sounds, <laughs> like, weird warped vibe. And, and once he, you know, put some effect on it, it actually sounded pretty cool to where you could not even tell that it was it was flushing you know so that was that was fun yeah stuff like that you just you know when you when you're you know like you said earlier it's like the weight of like 10 10 cues or eight cues and you don't have much time you know your brain kind of is only in one place and having somebody else who's not under that amount of stress being able to give you ideas or sometimes just feedback is is huge um because like i said that that simple stuff that day ended up making that work you know? <laughs> so. yeah definitely all right uh so when when they throw a new a new queue in front of you uh what what's what's your process when you when you're going to start making these these new songs for the show gotcha at first it was kind of just um you know freak out <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and later, later it evolved. Eventually, it evolved after several episodes, and and kind of like learning more, refining my process. It was more like I would spend time watching the episode and away from my gear, and just make notes um, on, like, literally just write down notes and print them out of like what I thought about the scene, like what was going on, um, what type of cue was it going to be an action cue was it a sad piano cue like kind of start to narrow limit it and narrow it down from that point um and then i would basically have a list of things to try when i got home so when you know i came back and sat down i could say like very systematically let's try to make an action cue here and i would try that and sometimes it would work right away but most of the time it wouldn't <laughs> i would get part of the way and then I would have to go back and research, um, you know, cues from other um, scores um, or re-reference temp music or maybe think about, again, what Olin had said or, or whatever it may be. Um, and then rewrite a list of things to try and come back at it. And that way it could be systematic and say, I sat down today, I tried for, you know, three or four hours on this one cue and I tried these things. OK, that didn't work. OK, let's try something different tomorrow or the next time I get a chance, maybe after a break, I come back and I try it again. And that way I don't get caught in the whirlwind. I don't know what to do for this scene. Cause you don't have time for that necessarily. <laughs> you know, <Right. laughs> um, you, you just, you have to get stuff done. You, stuff, you know, if you make an action cue and it doesn't work, 
that's fine because you've actually tried something and and usually there's always something like you figure out the tempo or you you're like you know like that didn't work but that drum beat is really cool like i can use that or that bass line works let's use that part like so you never are necessarily completely at a loss um there's always something you kind of learn about the scene maybe and maybe it's just the fact that you know the scene so well you're like you know exactly where he punches this person the other person punches that person so you can work a lot faster when you do figure out what it needs to be um but i guess i was trying to develop a some type of systematic process so that i don't get um in the mode of of not moving anywhere Mm -hmm. um, making sure i'm always making some type of progress um and and the earlier that could be done was better because if it was a case where i've just tried something three or four times i just can't get it maybe it's something that could be passed off to shelby or maybe it's just maybe it's just like after they give us notes and david Sachs and olin weigh in on it they can kind of give me a better direction based on what i've done you know um but it's it's all it's all making sure I don't get to the point where it's like the music is due tomorrow for the final thing and I don't know what to do. You know, like that's the worst right. yeah. that's the worst case scenario. And then it happened a time or two because of timing and, and sometimes the notes had to be given a bit later than you know, just the schedule. It's just crazy with T V. Um but uh yeah, that that was <laughs> you know, you just have to learn to survive it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Shelby's given some of her stories of, uh, you know, waking up to a text at two o'clock in the morning, like, "Hey, we need this by tomorrow," because they decided on this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, but yeah. Do you have any uh, anywhere you, either of you draw like specific inspiration from when you're when you're making music for the show? Um, any artists or uh, scores? Um, I did take a lot of. A lot of action elements from the movie Elysium, just because I just like the score a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it it's not necessarily like my favorite score of all time or anything. I just like how hard hitting a lot of the action cues were, um, and I mean, really realistically, everywhere. If somebody gives me a temp song, um, I'll I'll check that out, or just whatever I'm watching at the time. Um, you know, or, or like I said, I just try to research stuff. If it's an action cue, I'll try to like go and listen to a bunch of different, you know, sci-fi scores that I like and like try to figure out how they're doing what they're doing. Um, I guess that's what makes us kind of weird in a way. Yeah. Is we, we're, it's not just like, oh, I'm a metal guy or I'm a, <laughs> I'm a hip hop guy or I'm a rock guy. It's, I'm like, I'm, I'm very like, I just listen to everything. Yeah, um, and if, if you go tell me to write a country song, I'll start listening to a bunch of country and I'll try to figure out how <laughs> to did it. And I'll kind of get into it. I don't really listen to country, but like, that's what that's what would happen. That's like, so that's yeah. that's what happened with um, a lot of the 80s stuff or um, just you know um some like i I was never really a lot into like piano and scores um it just wasn't me but olin kept requesting it a lot on a lot of the projects and so then i started noticing it and i'd listen to different scores like that's really nice piano you know (laughs) i'd get into it and be like oh it's so cool how they held that whole scene with just like three notes or you know they placed this chord here and like i just yeah i just like music in general i guess and that's i think that's why composing um, comes more naturally because that's kind of what you're required to do. You're, you know, somebody, they, they want different things. You just have to learn to um, be excited about going to research it and figure out how it was done and figure out how to do your version of that, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I'll say too, just on the, the the bits where lyrics are wanted or that kind of a song is wanted, at least in the background. Like, um, I Olin usually will give us a heads up pretty far in advance. Like, I want a dance scene here. And like, there's going to be a dance song in episode two. <laughs> yeah. So get ready. And I'm like, well, we're kind of like, okay. I mean, so we, we throw a lot of stuff at it and maybe something will work. But a lot of times it's not until we'll get the first animatic and then, you know, we'll get more with the color and the full animation. Um, and I find that like the earlier I can get that stuff, the, the better my lyric kind of evolves. Cause it's just like, I, and you know, I'm not ever trying to write something that's just like, I'm going to describe what's in this scene right now. Like I, I I'm trying to find <laughs> right. just yeah. a word or a feeling that will sort of fit that mood. It's kind of a back, uh, like a backwards process for how we used to write songs that I'm trying to, figure out what song would have would have fit here you know if they if you pulled another song with another feeling and then then try to be like what what about that song was kind of that set the mood for it so and w the cool thing is that like with that thing it's the the uh, this second episode of season two with the uh evil bears and the cookies and all that uh yeah. <laughs> we we wrote like a couple of really awesome like dance songs that weren't just ended up not being what they wanted. Yeah, they just and didn't fit. we're actually going to put out one of them under the Awake Awake name like here soon hopefully, uh, because it was just like that's the good thing we've got a lot of like B side material that's just like <laughs> well it's awesome it's just not what they wanted. <laughs> so yeah, but like, the the thing is yeah. that it's it's like doing that stuff. It sounds crazy and it sounds like oh maybe you some people might think that it's like a waste in a way but it's like we learned so much from yeah. doing that stuff yeah, yeah and a lot of those songs i was able to open them up as a template and you know in the speed of final space being so fast and just go like hey we need uh we need some like ridiculous 80s like dance music for a scene with hugh so i just was able to open that template up and write uh, a different melody but kind of use a lot of the same sound so mm -hmm. it was like that template took me a month and a half to develop it that way you know like i couldn't yeah, have yeah. done that during final space so yeah. it's like having all this kind of um really obscure stuff um helps and sometimes it'll just be like oh i'll just pull the the drum sound from that song or whatever it may be um but that's that's where the speed comes in with that so yeah all right um so do you have a, a favorite piece from the show at all or pieces yeah, I, I, one that stick out i mean it, you know, I was trying to experiment kind of the entire time to try new things. Um, and and I think that helps things evolve. Um, it's a, it's extra work for sure. <laughs> um, but I think it keeps it interesting too. You know, it keeps you from doing the same thing over and over again. Um, but like in episode four, that, that whole scene with when they're fighting the Titan, um, that was just really fun because one of the things I wanted to do was try to get a lot of different people to musicians wise to be involved. Um, I, I do record a lot of live instruments myself, but I had like a French horn player come in and play on it. Um, David sang on it, choir vocals. I sing choir vocals. Yeah. Um, I had my friend Kelsey come and sing um, choir vocals and some opera stuff on it, um, which was just incredible. It sounds yeah. so cool. It sounds really great in the show, but it also sounds really cool without all the gun Denied blasts itself. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> that's one of the things I think. I think maybe yeah, um, but it, it it was really cool to do that and have all the other live instruments and just you know really made something that was just weird and different and unique and um, 
you know, being that episode was a bit different too, and it was kind of like this weird, um, you know, thing that was a bit disconnected from the rest of the show in, in a way, you know, yeah. like world-wise, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. It made sense too that a lot of the sounds and the music was a bit different too. Um, but that that was, I mean, I love that one. Also, I just really like this other song we did in episode 11 um, where Hugh and Mooncake were going shopping. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it was, it's called You Say Konnichiwa. And it was just, it's really short, but it was just one of my favorite, most ridiculous things that we did. <laughs> it's just so like, it's so like the culmination. It's just like, to me, it's like, it's just really funny. It's very weird, but it's also like, you're just like, yeah, that's really catchy. Like, I just, right. I just want to hear it again. Right. Like, it's just a weird yeah. quality to it. But, um, you know, Olin was just like, hey, you know, you think you guys can come up with something for the scene? Um, he said Japanese pop. Yeah, yeah. He Japanese said, he said I'm like, a cross the... between Tron <laughs> and, and like Japanese music. And, and I was like texting him, like, so what do you know, asking him questions like, what does that mean? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and and we feeling, yeah and we said great you know and so we just we just went for it um and and kind of figured out some different things we would try and yeah. I don't know any Japanese except Kanichi yeah and so yeah we we eventually figured out that David should sing some something, something in, Japanese. in Japanese and that's all yeah anyway so it was it was just fun it, it was fun to make it came about really quick and like um like I sent him the track and he sent me back the vocals and it was one of those that. A lot of times we're sending stuff back and forth and, um, you know, we I hear it and it's like, oh, it's pretty good, but maybe we should do this. Like, it's not it, you know, like it, it needs more work. But this one was one he sent it to me and just instantly it was like I started laughing so hard when I heard it. <laughs> like, cause I just yeah. completely didn't expect it. And it, it, it was just like. It, it just blew my mind. It was like it, I, it was like no doubt at all. I think that's it. Like, right, that's it. Yeah. Like, you know, hopefully they will like it. But I was like, that's it. Like, that's yeah. what I was looking for. Um, and it's it's so it's so much fun when it happens. <laughs> Cause it doesn't happen very often that it, it usually takes a lot more work and a lot more evolution to get things in to that point. But that one's just it was just a fun song. Yeah. Um, it made me laugh. And I hope that it made everybody else laugh, too. <laughs> but I, I really loved I just to throw in your um at the end of episode one the drop drive thing or um it was in the death race bit that you did that was just like you sent that to me like that was the first thing you did like on the show i think or close to and like i just listened to it like 10 times that day and i was like <laughs> dude this is this is it yes so that, that was another one where i tried to throw everything yeah but the kitchen sink into it yeah um instrument wise that i owned um <laughs> that i could play and <laughs> uh I got. I ended up with French Warner on that one too, but that that was really fun to do, like a big long action scene. Like, yeah. I, I just I'm so thankful because I know I've heard a lot of other composers, you know, talking online about what they're working on or, or earlier gigs that they got, and it's stuff like, oh, I'm 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 finishing up the music for the the Bachelorette or something, you know, and it's <laughs> like, it's like you know, I yeah. would I would say it's a paying gig. You know, if it was an earlier thing, I'd totally be into it just, you know, to get experience and be a professional. That's great. Um, but it's like, you know, it's not as cool to me as Final Space. <laughs> Let's be honest. But like no. getting to score like an action, like I, I guess I wanted to score like sci-fi type films oh, yeah. a lot. That's just yeah. my thing. I really like a lot of stuff. I love drama, too. 
Um, but sci-fi was one of the things, and just being able to score like a space battle is like it's the most epic. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Like it's really cool. Like it's yeah. it's so privileged to be able to to do that. Right. Um, you know, and, and get the chance to do that. So yeah, definitely. It's crazy because I, I guess you and Shelby both had the introduction to Final Space making music of a, a similar because she did i think she said the first time thing she did was the uh the light fold scene you had the the job drive so yeah right <laughs> just throw you right in there like hey epic gigantic we, yeah we need you yeah. to score the scene with tons of hits in it and yeah. it's like six minutes long good luck that one was scary i remember the first like three days i was uh sitting down trying to write stuff and i was just like hitting a wall i was like i just couldn't and then finally like one little section of it clicked for like 10 seconds yeah. like that's it right. and then i was like i just need to ex- i need to make the whole rest of those six minutes or however long it was like that 10 seconds you know yeah. um and uh oh man that was that was a relief when i got through with that <laughs> Right, but you, you'd rather have that and having to push yourself. And be yeah, like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, then, then like, it yeah. was great. Like, that that's what great experience. It was scary, yeah. but, you know, I, like, figured out how to, like, do it and work with it yeah. and sit down and, like I said, like, kind of systematically approach it. Okay, that didn't work. Let's try this. That didn't work. Try this. Um, and, and eventually get somewhere with it. So. Yeah. Uh, all right, of course, I have to ask... Um, because I, I do for all my interviews. Uh, who's your favorite character from Final Space? Cool. I can go first and give Davis. Yeah, yeah, I uh, for me, I think it ended up being um really like Kevin and Trivor just because they're funny, and and like I mentioned earlier, you know when you're when time is tight and you're trying to do a really great job, it can be really stressful at points, and so you know when you have scenes or even if it's a scene after yours that's serious sometimes and and kevin or tribor or being ridiculous or saying something like being able to laugh at them like it just it really helped me get through it sometimes <laughs> um and uh and i just can't kind of came to like them because of that and and also too i did episode six and that's mainly tribor um so really kind of learning to make his scenes really funny was fun um but uh I, I think realistically like when you compose you always have to you probably have favorite people but you have to kind of learn to like everybody um so that you can kind of figure out how things should sound um you know or feel emotionally for their scenes um but yeah um i, I will say like i really liked about season two how everybody like season one i felt like all the characters were like this looks like a good, like, like almost like a cutout of a character, you know, like th- this, this could be a good character, but like season two, I felt like you had time to, to flesh them out and get to know all of yeah. them. And I like the fact that they brought like Clarence back as a, as Conan, which is ridiculous and awesome. Uh, <laughs> but uh, like, I really liked how his character, even as the, the, the sort of, you know, conniving, like, like the punk. Yeah. Like just, <laughs> uh, I liked his character a lot, and I liked what they did with it and how it helped the story arc. Um, so for me, and then just Mooncake, because it's Mooncake. <laughs> it's just, yeah, yeah that, that's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, just to wrap up, we got one last question. Um, yeah. What's your advice for uh, anyone out there who's aspiring to get into music in general, professionally, 
uh, or maybe even compose or, or sing for a show someday. What I was trying to think of a couple. Um, I would say one thing for certain, which is there are a lot of people, especially now with, you know, how the Internet connects everyone. There's tons of people who are very talented out there doing this um, or something similar. Um, but the the one thing that that is going to make somebody choose um, you over somebody else is, you know, kind of who you are uniquely as a composer um and and really the easiest way to do that is just whatever you're interested in just just go for it like if you like mariachi music learn how to record and and write that and just be amazing <laughs> you know whatever it is like um i really got into a lot of um chinese stuff like learning those instruments um and and it's stuff that you're just like that does it, that's so weird it, you know how to ever translate um but but most of the composers that I've looked at they they all have, um, you know, varied interests, but usually there's, there's something specific. They're really great at like Latin rhythms or, um, you know, making every sound you can think of with a cello, um, or just a guitar. I mean, whatever it is, just, just really taking that interest and following it and making stuff that's related to it. Um, definitely when you don't have projects and then you'll find when you do have projects you're like oh you know what i know how to get that sound out of this chinese flute you know <laughs> which wouldn't make any sense if you hadn't spent the time learning that um or whatever it may be whether like i said whether it's a, a violin or um or your voice um yeah. you know which for somebody like david or shelby um is a big deal um everybody kind of has their thing or whether it's like you know recording um random found sounds like you know recording atmospheres outside or car door slams or whatever it is like if you're really great at field recording like just go for it because it's always going to be helpful and um you know some people are really great at um like orchestrating and arranging music um with music theory and some people are really great at synthesizers and um but i think that's kind of the thing is you can kind of take comfort in the fact that like whatever your interest is if you study that and keep following that that it's going to be beneficial okay uh and yeah i'll, I'll just say like um to anybody like uh new to music or new to uh working on a show or a big project like this like for me the biggest thing um to learn is like to um take it easy on yourself in terms of uh like it, it's emotional like you're working you're putting yourself into like a piece and then if that's not what they want, all of a sudden it's it, it can quickly jump to well they didn't want that maybe they don't want me yeah. like it's <laughs> yeah. just like uh, no that's not true and like because like I said we have a ton of like B material that we're like we have a whole folder full of stuff that's just like no this was good and we have to it helps to work together because we can tell ourselves yeah that was awesome it just wasn't what they needed or wanted but it's quickly to you know you can you can just start to feel like man I'm a suck and it's like. No, no, it was good. It's just, it's just not what, whatever happened to fit that uh, particular scene or particular thing that they wanted for that time. And you gotta let yourself go on that, because otherwise you'll just, you can go to like, you know, pretty dark, pretty quick if you don't, you know, if you're not careful. So yeah, you you just you just don't want to ever get, I guess, quote like married to something. You you, you know, you want to like it, you want to be into it, and you have to emotionally kind of invest in it to make it 
you know, yeah. really the best it can be. But at the same time, you have to not get too, too far in it yeah. just in case. Um, it just makes it easier with notes. You could be more objective about it, I guess. Um, and then once they say it's golden and everybody approves it, then go dive into it. You know, go all the yeah, way. Right. <laughs> get really get get super. Use your emotions to to check it out. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's it's you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm blanking. <laughs> have have friends. You know, like talk to people yeah. about it. Um, and keep making other stuff. Yeah, like make Remind other. Yourself, I can go. I can go make this other thing. That that was yeah. that was a big thing. I think I learned. We we kind of learned on season one. I'd I'd been told that by somebody, but I didn't really follow it necessarily. Which is, you know, even if you don't have tons of time, if you have like you know 15 minutes, just make something for yourself or um that that's not related to that project, just so you don't get too um, you know, stuck in just in case. Like sometimes it happens like there, you know, there are several cues that just don't work. Like you're, you're not thinking on the same lines that they are and you have to redo several of them. And that can be kind of tough, but if you've got something else that you're working on, even very, very slowly, it kind of helps crush that thought of like, maybe I can't do this, well, you know, which yeah, comes up yeah. in everybody's head, but it just helps crush that thought and, and realize, you know, like all it is is that, I didn't, I wasn't thinking the same way they were. And yeah. that's why it wasn't anything to do with my quality of my work. You know, as long as you're showing up and consistently putting in the effort, right. um, you can kind of take comfort in that, I guess. Um, yeah. And if you're, if you're working on your own thing, you have control. You can decide. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Else. <laughs> right. Wow, man, I want it this which, way. Which is good. Yeah. I mean, cause you, yeah, it can, it can really warp you if you just stick completely with yeah. one, you know, um, project like that and that's happened on a lot of projects in the past that um, I think over time it's just something you learn to not yeah um, you know have specifically one thing that you're only doing you know right. and you, you know so Olin is always doing multiple projects as well um, I think it just makes things keeps it fresh it makes it mentally easier and a lot of times you get to take things from the other projects that like they work with the, the thing that you're on yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for joining me on the show today. Um, keep doing what you're doing and uh, making some incredible music. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. Thanks, thanks for having us. us. Yeah. Of course. Huge thanks to Andrew and David for joining me on the show. Like I mentioned earlier, make sure you listen to the other musicians and composers talk about their time on Final Space as well. We've got a quick Thanksgiving break coming up over on the show and then a super awesome fan episode. I've joined with the folks at Final Space Facts to help bring you guys the Toro Fangata, a Fantrexian art contest. We started on November 10th with a three-week-long art contest with different themes each week. The winners of each week will get to a chance to join me on Into Final Space. If you're interested, we've got one more week with our last prompt going up this Sunday, November 24th. Make sure you're following at Final Space Facts on Instagram and Into Final Space on Instagram and Twitter to stay updated. Come chat with us, as always, within the Into Final Space channel on Discord. And that is it for this week. We'll see you next time on Into Final Space. Thanks, guys.